retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes, and with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! Fasten your seatbelt. There might be some tablets. You've taken your chances, made your mistakes, and now a final triumph. A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. Been shot nine times, including once by your father. Ah, sorry. But I've been looking for this all my life. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. Tis I, Amanda here, hosting with the lovely Josie, and we are going to review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, this is going to be a very fun uh, podcast because Josie and I have a very interesting um, I guess, relationship <laughs> with this franchise, but uh, I'll, I'll kick it off uh, with you, Josie. How do you you know, how are you with Indiana Jones? Like, just walk me through when you were first introduced and how that uh, how that went. So Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Indiana Jones when I was younger. My dad loves those movies. I mean, I had the DVD, like, box set of the first four. Um, well, the first three. And the fourth DVD is, like, a behind-the-scenes <laughs> The crystal skull is nowhere to be seen in the box set. But um, the first one I remember ardently seeing in a theater was Crystal Skull because I was old enough to go to the theater. So that's the one I remember the most. But I usually yeah. say I haven't seen the originals because I was so young. So yeah. that is my sacrilegious background. <laughs> so I'm I remember Crystal Skull, but this is the first time that I was like seated, fully conscious, watching a movie. Like, oh, I know what's happening. I know the history behind this. I know the actors. Like, I was mm -hmm. familiar with everything. So this one definitely was a different experience. Yeah. And it's good that you have like some knowledge going into it. I remember I was one of the few that really liked Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I liked it too. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of the age I had, like watching with my dad in a theater, like remembering yeah. the experience, of, like, you know, having your popcorn and everything. And like the movie experience, the reason Tom yeah. Cruise continues to work. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I mean, at that point, like, Shia LaBeouf wasn't controversial. He was mm -hmm. that funny guy, and 
his repertoire with Harrison Ford was interesting at the time. And Mm. we'll talk later about what happens to his character because I thought that was so so interesting. I know, I know, (laughs) my God. I I loved Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because of him. That's what was just so... You know, if it wasn't like for for Shia in that movie, I probably wouldn't have been yeah. as hyped. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah, funny. It has a, a certain charm to it, and I yeah. mean, the thing I remember the most, like vividly, were the ants. I developed a fear of yes. ants because of those like <laughs> flesh eating creatures. It was so creepy. They did that so well. There's oh, it's so gross. I couldn't. Ooh, I just hate when like bugs are like crawling like anywhere near your face or on top of you every, and they well, Indiana Jones movie I mean they did it here too with like um oh. I love that they didn't repeat the whole snake trope directly like mm-hmm. they did with Crystal Skull but then we got yeah. the eels and that was funny that, that was cute yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god I think I still have the original trilogy on VHS box set too um and I think I only remember watching Raiders and then I watched half of Temple of Doom. <laughs> and then I've never watched I've The Last Crusade. Recently. Yeah, because like I remember certain scenes. Like I think there was like the gunfight that they had as like such a massive like moment for India. I don't know if that was in Raiders or Temple of Doom, but like you have you have those moments. There's some really like great action set pieces that people yeah. like love about the franchise. So I do get that. Um, I'm just going to quickly read the the synopsis uh, for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, because I think it's been, a, I think, almost a decade since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So this is like a real... Oh, re- yeah. We old. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't want to be old. Let's go back. Let's you be six years old. Like, Yo, what? <laughs> I, know. I know. Ten years, my God. Um, but in this one... Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, Helena, played by the lovely Phoebe Waller-Bridge, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Waller, played by Mads Mikkelsen, a former Nazi who works for NASA. Now, I read the synopsis, and it's very, very straightforward. Um, Yeah. teasing what happens without saying it right and it's like it's so straightforward but I felt like the movie I don't want to get into the bad stuff but well I guess we'll uh it just it felt different than the synopsis that's all that's all I'm gonna say but we can go into the stuff that we liked Josie because I knew I remember seeing the tweet uh, that you sent out like your social reaction and it was a vibe for you and uh, you really enjoyed watching it. Uh, so let vibe. me know what, yeah, what <laughs> for you. You did vibe, yeah. What worked for you? I think for me, it was being able, it was a press screening, but I was able to bring my friend Ileana with me. So we were like mm-hmm. sitting in the back. Like those, our energy is those two Muppets that like sit at the balcony, those old men Muppets. I love it. <laughs> They're just laughing at everything. That's our energy. So we were in the back just, we didn't take it too seriously. I think that's was my saving grace. I also just going into it as if it were my first time seeing an Indiana Jones movie and just it's easier, I guess, to be awestruck by all the grandeur of it all. But yeah. we just had fun. We didn't take it too seriously. I thought, because um, he's talked about it in interviews, so the de-aging 
it wasn't mm-hmm. jarring to me. I didn't mind it because especially it was a night scene, which I thought was very smart of them. Mm-hmm. So those aspects I did enjoy. I love how dynamic he was. Like you can tell that he loves the characters. So I felt that was coming through the screen. I went into this movie fully wanting to see it because of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> so I love her. You love too. her. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy it. I, d- I do agree with some people saying that her character could have been well-developed or something like that, but I think that's also a fault of Indiana Jones in terms of its female characters because it's a whole macho man kind of like franchise. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I don't think it's her fault. I think it's the writing because, again, we are focusing on Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. So apart from that... Um, just also had a lot of elements there. I like like um underwater shots. I love underwater sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the interactions between the actors and um some chasings were really fun for me. So the spectacle of it all was enough to keep me engaged. So I think that's why it was a vibe for me. Yeah, I I mean I felt the same way. I went into it like with very low expectations. Again, like I'm not a diehard fan of Indiana Jones, but the people that are diehard fans, I can see why they maybe didn't like this. Um, So when I watched it, it was 9.30 in the morning on a Thursday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that press screening was at 9.30, but I I did it. I did it with my big coffee. I went to go watch it. And um, it was fun. And I think that the, the action set pieces, like kudos to James Mangold, they kind of um, paralleled some, like some stuff from Raiders, like the chase scenes. I'm I'm a sucker for a good car. Yeah. Um, so Especially I think the Mangold- New York scenes, the New York scenes were yeah. so fun. And they- I think oh, when they're when he's on the horse in the, <laughs> in the subway train, like I was uh, dying. Yeah. I loved it. I think that's why I'm like five stars, fellas. I love the yeah. <laughs> it's just it's smart execution i think you like they had a lot of fun with um just different action set pieces that they could kind of pull off with harrison ford being the age that he is because i think that's one of my favorite aspects too about this movie is that they acknowledge how old he is they acknowledge how old indy is and that he can do certain like stunts best to his capability uh, at this age, but they worked that in. And I think that was smart instead of like completely neglecting the fact that, you know, maybe he can't climb a mountain or maybe he can't do certain things. Right. So I like that. It wasn't like um, making fun of him. It was just acknowledging Mm -hmm. his limitations, but still you're able to like laugh a bit with it, especially like with Phoebe's character, like, Mm-hmm. that repertoire between the two of them when they are climbing that wall um but I also <laughs> it's so funny to me that this man just stands up all shirtless and I'm like why are you ripped <laughs> right I was like why is there a shirtless scene of hers I'm like who wants like I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that want that now because they just have like a fascination with him so that was you're funny a I'm like professor you're you're yeah. about to retire what's the need yeah <laughs> He's like, I don't need shirts. It's my own apartment. But I, I like the, the grump, <laughs> like just the grumpy old man vibe. I thought, uh, I mean, he play, he does it well. Like any interview yeah, you see with Harrison, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. So he low-key played himself. Um, but I, I like this adventure. I think, you know, like you said, Phoebe Waller-Bridge brought so much to the table. And personally, I think that like Indiana Jones was, I don't want to say he took a backseat. 
But I felt like she really just shined in this with what uh, she yeah. had to work with. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing either because first, the relation to him, her being the, his goddaughter, that made perfect sense to be like, you want to come with me on this adventure? Like, I know that you're into it. My dad was into it. Like, let's just go one last time. And I think that I really liked that angle because they could have brought in someone random with no tie to him. And I think that people would have mm -hmm. been a bit more, you know, I think they would have been angry with that choice. But the fact yeah. that there's like it's within the family, I think that was such a good thing uh, that they did. Yeah, like they um, did last time with uh, Shia's character yeah. being his son. And I like yeah. that this time it wasn't a direct relation, that it was someone mm -hmm. adjacent, but still a little bit distant. Because it yeah. also adds to the conflict between the two of them, because it's not someone that you can, you know, that she wasn't willing to forgive him or be soft on him from the beginning. I love that she was able to challenge him. Yeah, and that just, it made it so interesting to watch. Um, the one thing that I, I do have to say is that Mads Mikkelsen being in this, just <laughs> it made me so happy, even seeing Boyd Holbrook. They didn't yeah. have that much screen time, but like, I just love Mads Mikkelsen. Anytime he's in something, it's like you kind of know that he's the bad guy. And like, I feel bad yeah. for him, but that's what it is. But it's just, it works so well. Cause even like right from the beginning, I like the way they structured this. Cause that flashback um, worked really well to set the tone of what the dial is and who um, Jürgen Voller was. So I, I like that they, that they did that. Cause you needed that flashback. I also think the action scenes um throughout whenever there was like a big stretch with just like straight like information that we needed um they would come back up and then the action scenes picked it uh right back up and there was it was a good flow to it my only peeve i guess we can if you want to if you have any other good it's stuff time for beef that, yeah <laughs> it's time for beef yeah i'm like i went straight in i'm like the only thing that i can say is that it did lull in the middle and then it, yeah. it dragged out um, for me it to stay. Yeah, it definitely did. I think there was a shorter way to get to where they needed to go. Um, I also got really pissed off when I saw Antonio Banderas. I'm like, you brought him in for this. <laughs> I'm like, it is Antonio Banderas. You brought him in for this. Like, I, was I didn't just so even upset. recognize him from the start until he was in daylight. I was like, wait, that's Antonio. Yeah. That's <laughs> I know. Like, you hear his voice too, and I'm like, you could have used him so much more. In he would have been so oh. much fun from the beginning because his right? character was fun. Yeah, that's what it just, oh, I got so upset with that. Um, and I just think there were too many steps in between. Like, yeah, the action yeah. scenes were great. We went to different locations, like the whole map that they visually showed where they had to go, like that was, um, you know, consistent with what the franchise did. But it felt like almost every single time that they would like solve another piece of the puzzle they would be like 10 steps back again. And I'm like, it didn't have to be this long. Cause when I saw the runtime, I'm like, you're kidding. I was like, no, wow. it definitely could have been shorter though. I will say that twist towards the end, had me hooting <laughs> and hollering. 
hooting <laughs> and hollering. I, people, yeah. Some people found it ridiculous, but I'm like, you know what? This is so amusing to me. I had, we kind of tease it and I caught up on the tease, but the extent mm-hmm. to which we were taken, I was like, yo, this is funny. And I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but I was living. <laughs> oh, I, I was vibing. I was like, you know what? This makes so much sense. And also it just like felt like the ultimate karma. Yeah. Nasty, bro. <laughs> it was so perfect. It was so perfect. But I, I liked that what they did uh for indie. I'm not, I, I like we can work around it without spoiling, I think. But I think that that just went back to why he even started working um as an archaeologist and a historian like I was just something that he wanted to do and just to go like that full circle moment for him like even though it was just so crazy and over the top I just I like that for him because he's old and he's retiring and I thought it was a nice touch it's a reminder of the character's core purpose but also just a celebration of him as a character and why he exists yeah exactly that is a beautiful way to put it Josie we try (laughs) like that was just amazing coming out of your mouth I was like yeah girl that's my rotten tomato blurb (laughs) I love that for you oh my god are there any other things that like didn't work for you or you have any other like good stuff that worked for you I try not to nitpick this one too much because I know that from I mean look at its reception at Cannes you can see that a lot of people weren't in love with it from the beginning so I tried to look for the positive because I already had that in in mind when approaching the film so I think the only thing that really stood out to me was that runtime and how it did overstay its welcome but overall Mm -hmm. I thought people blended in well together the repertoire between the actors and everything it was engaging it felt Mm -hmm. real and honest um nothing that Indiana like Indiana Jones did, felt crafted specifically for the purpose of making another film. I believed everything that was happening. I believed all his decisions. So I thought that in that aspect, they did a good job, but definitely could have been a little shorter. (laughs) Also give, you could have given Phoebe Waller-Bridge a little bit more to work with, but I did like her turn towards the end because again, it was believable. Oh, definitely. I, I I agree with everything you said. I think for me, a lot of it is just even the nostalgia of seeing Indy back on screen. And I think this is like a perfect reintroduction to the character, but it's also it also doesn't feel like Indy was passing the torch um, because I know a lot of people, I don't know why they'd be upset with it. Harrison Ford can't play the character until he's 90, fam. Like we you know what I mean? Like it's gonna <laughs> it, it's just not gonna Tell it's him. not gonna work. Tell him. <laughs> that's with everything. I'm like, I know you love seeing him, but that's the beauty of, you know, the first three films is like if you wanna see him in his glory days, basically, like watch those. You don't have to like beat the character constantly uh just to bring him out but i I think that it was beneficial yeah yeah sorry josie go ahead yeah no no worries it's um it's that you just reminded me it's like the whole thesis of the last jedi when kylo is like we need to let old things die and it's like those films will still exist everything that has existed before star wars star trek indiana jones all those movies we can still watch them they're not going anywhere unless they're put on hbo max (laughs) um (laughs) beyond that you still you will still have that character you will still have that actor in that age you will still have those stories 
there's no need to continue like putting this man through all of this. He gave us this yeah. wonderful movie. He put his whole heart into it. And I think it was a beautiful send off for him and this character. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that this is the best way to do it. And they didn't lead into anything else, which is just thank God. Just thank God. And I like that they just, the ending. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's just end it there. It's good, you know? So uh, I don't know if we're going to get another one. I don't think they have it planned, but considering if it does well this weekend, that they could do something, maybe a spinoff. Yeah, they I don't know. could, but I hope it stays the way it is. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character has a lot that you can do with her, but mm-hmm. definitely get a female writer involved. Oh, 100%. Well, let, let's fingers crossed for Phoebe Waller-Bridge, because I think that'd be really cute if she were to kind of have her spin off because there's so much there's so much they could do with her like you said so, there's so um, much left with her yeah character. i mean the way that everything she knew she was so impressive so there's still she's a so, lot yeah they like yeah, she was going on adventures i know i'm trying to like say it without saying it but like there's yeah. She she lived a life so far. That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. She lived a life. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. You can't just mm-hmm. leave us hanging. So, if people do like it this weekend, let's uh, fingers crossed for Phoebe. I think she's doing great work and she's a doll, um, and we all love her. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. I think we we said everything we needed to say for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, um, I'm gonna bring yeah. the. Um, Because I know a lot of people associate Indiana Jones. It's the, I don't know if you saw um, a cat person from Sundance. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When it's it's like all the characters he liked were like very macho men. So immediately that's why when I think Indiana Jones, I think of that movie. (laughs) So I think the reason I also enjoyed this movie a lot is because it didn't play into all the toxic masculinity and all that aspect that usually associated mm-hmm. with like macho man the indiana jones like beating up people afraid of snakes but still getting like saving the day or whatever yeah i like that we just focused on this man that was very human that is aging that has lost mm-hmm. a lot but in the end gains more than he expected to and i think yeah. that's the best story we could have gotten yeah, I mean, you said it. You said it perfectly. So I think uh, I think we can wrap there, Josie, because you just you nailed that. Ooh, we did it. <laughs> we, we did survived. It. We did it. The we did it. Just review. <laughs> nailed it. See now, now you you don't remember what we said at the beginning of the review. Yeah, <laughs> <That> was fine. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining us today, and we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, Josie, you can let everyone know where they can find you. Thank you for having me on this review because honestly, I enjoyed this film. If you guys go to see it, I hope you enjoy it too. Just have fun. Just have a blast. Get that AC during the summer. Have a good time. (laughs) You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. Yeah, and you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. And also, make sure to follow the Cinemania World, at Cinemania World, wow, I just read that so wrong, on all platforms. And I don't know about Twitter, but you can just, I don't know what's happening with Twitter, but Uh, Instagram... (laughs) Just, I don't know what's happening, but uh, Cinemania World on all platforms. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.